When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. If you guys are into movies, video games, comic books, pop culture, maybe you went to Comic-Con 2018, this is the podcast for you. Maybe you discovered us at Comic-Con 2018. I'm Jonathan London. I'm your host of the Cosmos, known as the Geekscape, as we call it, as we started it in 2006. And we've grown to so many cool things. This is uh, on the uh, tail end of Comic-Con 2018. I hope you enjoyed the Comic-Con special. It was a bit of a hodgepodge and as i said in the comic-con special this is a very weird comic-con um i we just felt out of sorts and what's crazy is it couldn't have been a better year for geekscape matt kelly was on his game at the geekscape booth we were selling t-shirts and letting people know about all the shows on the podcast network we had Derek krenovelt and shane and courtney out there experiencing comic-con and doing all the cool events and interviews and stuff that shows up on geekscape.net so that's like kind of the cool double-headed monster of the website and the podcast network and that was rocking and then filmmaking wise we had Guy our good buddies film and that's premiering in Brazil in September that Guy made down in Brazil Guy's Brazilian by the way and then you had uh, and, and and I helped working on that movie but and Guy always re- reminds me which is very kind of him but um, but then we had like a lot of attention to like Hero the Prophecy and stuff like that so it was very healthy and one of the main things that we did uh, at Comic Con 2018, because I know that last episode I felt like a little bit of a downer about how sad we were, and we still are sad about our friend John Schnapp's passing. He was such a presence in our aisle and such a presence in our life and on this podcast, frequent guest. Um, that uh, I, I think maybe I came off as woe is us, not our year, sad, 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 and um, and although that was going on, I'm not going to deny it. This was a successful year, and I have to like do the inventory mentally and emotionally and be like, okay, wait, let's see where we're really at. Maybe I write a State of the Union. <laughs> Maybe I get on Geekscape.net and I write a State of the Union. Right now, Derek is like, Maybe you write anything on Geekscape.net. But um, <laughs> what I wanted to say was like, we had some really great things happening, and I'm so excited and continue to be excited about this brand. And I wrote an email to Matt Kelly, I think two days ago or so. And in it, I'm talking about 10 years, and I'm talking about 20 years, and I'm talking about this thing as it's designed to continue. That was the main goal of this thing from the beginning. And whether or not we're the cockroach of the internet and the whole thing implodes, yet we're still surviving, or Geekscape like builds itself to huge heights and we achieve some really cool things and great collaborations, 
that's the goal too. And collaboration is a huge part of what we're about. <laughs> and the people who've been so receptive to our new um, Don't Hate Create branding, it, it just blows me away. Uh, people are so kind and receptive to it. And I'm like, oh, we may have just like locked into something here. Don't Hate Create, I think, is resonating. I think that's how people, I think that's what people need right now. And I felt it for a long time. I learned to make those shirts like three or four years ago. And we just didn't. And this, this seems like the right time. That being said, I want to go back to collaboration. It's what we love doing. Clearly, we've collaborated with people in the past, like when we made Doc of the Dead. Uh, we collaborated with um, Alexander Philippe and his company in the folks at Red Letter Media. That was a cool collaboration. We've had collaborations to bring you things like ZombieCon Seattle or all sorts of stuff. We're collaborating again. And if you listen to the last episode, you know that we're doing a Seed and Spark campaign that we're currently in for a short film called Stuck in LeVar. We are collaborating on that project with Fonco Studios, who are super cool, and they make a lot of cool geek stuff. And they just, I can't even, just go to Fonco Studios, Google it, and see all the cool stuff that they're involved in. Um, Fon Davis, who runs it, helped make, uh, there's a project that's a, that, that makes wheelchairs that are like almost cosplay. They are cosplay, but they're for, for people in wheelchairs. And they came to Comic-Con, and they were turning these wheelchairs into, like, you know, X-Wing fighters or, like, cool Star Wars robots and, and, all the, and, and stuff so that kids who went to Comic-Con in a wheelchair felt empowered by, by showing up in the most grand fashion. And you had people showing up in, like, Anakin's fighter from Episode One, and it was huge, and it was cool, and people showing up in, like, X-Wings. And, it, and I thought it was beautiful, it was amazing, and I know that Fawn and folks at Fawn Co. Studios were part of that. Um, so they're part of this collaboration on the Stock and LeVar short film. The other people that we're collaborating with is my guest on this episode. Our good friends at Dweeb Darlings. You could argue the Dweeb Darling herself is Heidi Cox, who has been on the show a lot. And we're have hanging. I? You have been on the show, yeah. As I far as like, had, like, I've never been on the show by myself before. You've never been on the show for your, by yourself. Yes, yeah. yes. That is true. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's something in my throat. <laughs> um, so listen, I want you guys to get to know her if you haven't known her uh, yet. Um, because Stuck in LeVar is like a really a personal project for her. And she made two episodes. Uh, two episodes. No, she did not. It's more impressive <laughs> than that. I did make two, but I made more than <laughs> She made more than two episodes. made like 12 more. She definitely made two, two episodes. And then she went on to make 12 uh, more. And she's got two seasons of Stuck in LeVar up on... YouTube and a couple other places I think you're trying to post it or have posted it? Um, it's on, some of it's on that Facebook. It sure, it's not going to cut it on the microphone. It might what when I, I listen to it later. It just needs to be higher. Okay, sorry. It's, it's, okay. it's like one of these Star Wars t-shirts that I cut so like it, you I know, know how girls do something that falls off your shoulder and it's you feel like you're on flash dance. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> but it's like moving the microphone away from your face. I'm sorry. It's okay. Is that better? That is better. Okay, I'll try to keep it right there. Um, so... Let's, oh, the, let's, the episodes, yeah. yeah, you can, so you can find them at our website uh, for Dweeb Darlings, dweebdarlings.com, and um, on our Facebook page, and um, we're looking into Amazon as well, but they're on YouTube, they're, <laughs> they're on YouTube, he's telling me to speak up, I almost feel yeah, like I should just uh, Yeah, it. that sounds good. I'm just going to hold it. Yeah, as long as you don't <laughs> fumble it with your fingers. <laughs> so I would hold it by that. By the little clippy. Yeah, the clippy clip. Yeah. So I, li- I like being in the studio much more because then I can hear what I'm doing too. Yeah, I also don't like driving to Culver City. I get it. Anyway, <laughs> this is <laughs> a lot understand. easier. Um, yeah, Geekscape is the 
the podcast is the next thing that I have to like turn my attention back to now that Comic Con and all this stuff is behind us. But really, like what we're in the midst of right now, Geekscape, is, is a Seed and Spark campaign. And I won't turn this episode into a commercial. But if you could, right here off the jump, as you're listening to this podcast, if you're near a computer or on your phone, go to seedandspark.com, search for the Stock and Lavar uh, campaign, and just follow it. You don't have to donate. That'd be nice, but you don't have to. Just follow it or, um, or share it. That'll really, really help. And we're, uh, I think we're extending the campaign a little longer. So if you're listening to this within the month of August, um, please, 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 like, definitely follow and share the campaign. If you get yourself to a payday and you'd like to throw us the cost of a morning coffee. Let's go with just five that's, bucks. Remember we were talking, we have a friend, Justin, who's helping us with that. Yeah. He said that saying that isn't really very... He said it's not good? Yeah, just help people okay. use their morning let's, coffee let's, let, let's say that you buy coffee <laughs> for everyone in your <laughs> office. And there are 10 people or 20 people <laughs> in your office. That's 50 to to $100. Buy that much coffee. Well, well, how many Facebook friends do you have, Johnny? I have. Here's the. Here's what really makes me. This. This one gets my goat. I have about forty five hundred <laughs> really to five thousand. This one gets my goat. I have about forty five hundred <laughs> to five thousand Facebook friends. Yeah. So like, but and only a only fraction of them have donated. Well, so what I'm saying, they're not real friends. What I'm sure Everyone to say else is blocked. I have I have a few thousand friends too. Sure. And if each of our friends gave like five dollars, each or of our Facebook friends gave five dollars. Ten dollars yeah. is like I think where you start with the incentives. Um, oh yeah, we have incentives up on Seeding yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff. So ten dollars would be just you know you'd be our Facebook friend. We give you a Facebook shout out. You know, but we're going to be adding some incentives too. I think we're, we we're going to get a little more creative with them. One of them is going to be wrestling Matt Kelly in a cage. Yeah, no wrestling. I no? think that probably won't be okay. One of them, not a good idea. one of them is going to be we're going to try and strap you to the next SpaceX rocket and shoot you into the space. How yeah, about that? You have to sign all the paperwork. You, you have know? to sign all the paperwork. Is that something we I mean, can work on? We're not liable for that. You know, speaking of incentives, <laughs> we have here's some real incentives. Here we do have a Geekscape friend incentive, which is a fifty dollar incentive uh-huh. and it's Jonathan will give you a shout out and thanks on the Geekscape podcast and guess what we have two already people have done that okay yeah, we have so this is $100 towards the campaign already and yeah. two people are responsible so here's one okay so listen Heidi tell me we should not be doing this until the campaign is over and everybody can get their incentives mm. but because you guys are awesome you're going to get your shout out right now and wow. probably later at the end of the That's campaign. So generous of you. Um, and also because I love these people. I definitely love Chris uh, Kavinsky. He doesn't love me because I probably misspelled his name or mispronounced <laughs> his name. But here's the thing about Chris because Geekscape's personal. It's not like we just shout out your name. I know you people. I know you listeners. A lot of us, yeah. I know a lot of you. And when people come up to the booth at Comic Con, they're like, "Yeah, I listen to the show," and I'm like, "I have no idea." Like that. That's cool that people are still yeah. discovering the show. Yeah. Um, but Chris. Found me, I think, through my brother Paul, and who's in the film? Who's in the film? And and this is my relationship with Chris. You ready? He will send Paul and I these Instagram videos from like crappy '80s action movies of people getting like disemboweled <laughs> or like getting their oh, yeah. heads cut off and crap like that. And sometimes I forward it to you. I forward it to Matt Kelly. And I'm getting pushed Just down the hill. And people, I'm get, oh, oh the, he is the reason <laughs> that we watched. What was the name of that movie? Sword of God? It was so amazing. It was like Sword of God or something something like Blade of God. 
and this guy gets this magic sword that was built out of a meteorite, <laughs> and it makes so him glow, and he can kill people. Um, but uh, the whole movie, the bad guy, there's a scene where the bad guy takes, a, just to prove how bad he is, he's, he's up on a cliff spying on this main character, and he's trying to get the sword. And a nun comes along in a wheelchair <laughs> and bumps into him, and he pushes her off a cliff. That's really, and then there, then you see like it's like oh yeah he must be a bad guy. You see her guy. like bouncing down you the see cliff, a, don't you? You, but it's like you, a dummy. you hear her screaming, but this dummy is coming off a cliff in this wheelchair. And what did you uh, think of? I was like oh just in case we didn't think he was a bad guy already, he's gonna push a nun in a wheelchair off a cliff as she screams. It's so funny. Do you remember uh, on Saturday Night Live Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy? Yeah. So that was always my favorite. My sister bought a deep thoughts book I think from like uh-huh. when you're in school and you get like the book ordered things yeah so yeah. so Tisha my sister she bought um, she bought a deep thoughts by Jack Handy book and one of my favorite deep thoughts was if you ever decide to jump I think it was if you ever decide to jump off the Empire State Building I think it would be funny if you pretended to be a dummy because then someone might try to catch you because hey free dummy and that was always my favorite <laughs> deep thoughts so whenever I see f- scenes like that it makes me think of that really weird deep thought by Jack Hanna. Well, Sword of Heaven. So anyway. The movie is called Sword <laughs> of Heaven. Came compliments of Chris. Thank you. Chris, you're the man. And then and then we have this one here. That, that's Aaron Tran. He's a good friend of mine. And, I, and his last, Aaron, your last name is T-R-A. He knows. I don't know why I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, but Aaron it has an H. It, so, yeah, it, and I've never called him by his first and last well, name. Well, he's a, one of your fans. He's he's a friend. He's a friend. Remember, and it's, he it's was at my birthday party. Aaron Tran, and it's T-R-A-H-A-N. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, it's not Aaron Tran. It's Aaron, I'm going to call you Aaron Tran. And I'm also going to call you A-Train. Because if you take Aaron and Tran and you make it all quit, it's A Train. You always come up with. Really I always good come nicknames. up with the nicknames, and that's A Train for those of you who know him well, as as we do. I can't even pronounce his name. Although last you name. never came up with one for like my name, you just call me other things. I just call you stuff. Yeah. Like. <laughs> me? No. <I'm> <laughs> but anyway, back to Aaron. Enough about me. Woman. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Woman, what's going on with our speed and spark campaign? Woman. Y'all. Um, but Aaron's very sweet, and he's he was supportive. We did a campaign for our, our second season of the show, and Aaron was supportive there too. He's a really good friend. He's usually mm-hmm. at Comic Con. Aaron's a good dude. Um, and yeah, like I met him through my friends Dallas and Jess, and you know, like they, he's he's a really good guy. But he was the first person to show up at my birthday party this year. Yeah. Okay. That that was Aaron. I can't yeah. tell from his little avatar. And he was talking about. How earwax. Q- Q-tips are bad for cleaning out your ears. So guys, don't use Q-tips. How the hell are you supposed to clean out your ears? I don't Using like Ask a, Aaron. Aaron knows. A salty solution. Like a, like a solvent <laughs> a solution. Is there a squirt method that you can oh, do? God. I don't like know. Like a funnel and a, a pump? Can- the candle thing. Wait, what the, what's the candle thing? That's like what... I mean, like a... You burn a candle and melt the wax <laughs> into your ear? I've never done if it. If you're trying to get... Why would you do that ever? Like people my, do that? A lot of my hippie friends, they're, they're like, yeah, ear candling, man. You know, they don't quite say it like that, but... Wait. You go to like these natural... Ear candling? Yeah. I've never heard of this. Really? Well, I know wax has to come from somewhere, and I just came from my house in Los Feliz, or Silver Lake or whatever, and this dude had... Fancy. It was kind of a fancy house, and out front, um, and in his backyard, he had these bee boxes. And he was raising bees. Bees? That's so cool. It was really cool. Like it, in the movie that we saw the other day. Yeah. So he's got these boxes and he's got oh, these the that. bees. And he had uh, honeycomb and honey and it was all natural and stuff like that. 
Um, and I can imagine that that honeycomb would probably make some pretty good wax, but what kind of what, what the hell is earwax? It was like from what kind of flower? He wasn't there, so I didn't ask him. But it's that's probably so all cool. so, Southern California wildflowers. Well, that's good too because bees are in trouble. It's good that people are. trying to So, help. what is this earwax garbage? I don't know. I mean, I can Google it if you want. No, it's like, the you book of knowledge. You don't need to go to the book of knowledge. <laughs> I want to hear your interpretation of. I mean, from what I've heard, yeah. It's tell me what you're hearing. This the, is better. You have to have someone do it for you, but I, I've never done it. But what is it? But it's like you put. It's like I think. It, I think. Okay. It's like a cone-shaped candle. I don't know for sure. Okay. But I think, and it goes in your ear, and there's probably someone listening to me right now going, that's not right, and like yeah. freaking out. Yeah, as if they can hear. Right. Um, <laughs> as if they can listen to I their... have a candle in my ear. I can't hear you yeah. right now, okay? Um, but, and then the, they burn the candle, and I think it is something like it melts the wax. It collects it the wax in your ear and melts it out. Something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and not do that A lot ever. of people don't, like, you know, you've got your, you've got your, um, Eastern philosophy, Eastern sort of idea of medicine, people that are more into that, I think. And then you've got your medical professionals that are like, absolutely not. Oh, do not terrible. put so, a melting candle near I, your I, no, I think it's made in a specific way to where it's safe. Uh, so you, I don't know that it works or not. It no. melts, it connects to the wax already in your ear, and then you pull the whole thing out like... I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't think so. I don't know. I would just be like, fuck no, you ain't putting fire and melting <laughs> wax near my... What if it was like... That Madonna movie from the mid-90s, early 90s, with Willem Dafoe called Body of Evidence. Is it called Body of Evidence? Something like that. They sold the whole movie on this sex scene. I remember as a kid being like, oh my God. And Willem Dafoe and Madonna get in like this sex scene, and she's melting wax on him, and he's tied up, and he's like, oh. Oh. That was part of the whole sales on the trailer. It's like a masochistic kind of thing. Yeah, that is like a thing. Yeah, she's melting wax on him. in like music videos and stuff, like melting, like... Was it like a tied up. Jackson music video from like the early 90s? The partner is tied up and the other person is what melting fucking wax like on them. pouring the hot wax on them. I would get the fuck out of that bed so fast. <laughs> I'd be like, you better, just, you better wax- tie me up. I'm just waxing your chest, baby. It's yeah, okay. you better tie me up because I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I would You'd have to knock that. my ass unconscious. You'd have to kill me. You want to melt wax on me? Kill me. But that's, I think they do it because the person likes it. So. I like the pain. Yeah. Well, if you like the pain, just keep listening to Geekscape. Anyway. Oh, there it is. Uh, self-deprecation. Self-deprecation. But it's so a good got, podcast. So. so we've got this campaign going, Geekscape. So, so we'd th- love for you to check it out. And thank you to those of you that have already donated. Oh, there have been some amazing like responses. Aaron and Chris. Um, but we've got, yeah, we've gotten some really, yeah, lovely people that are already... They've already become a friend, which is like our, that's our that's hashtag, hashtag become a friend. Donate and become a friend. And uh, become a producer. I mean, that's kind of what you're doing. So Heidi. Yeah. Let's get to it. What the hell is Weave Darlings? You've been on the show before. Talking yeah, about it, but I, uh, yeah, but it's really, it's, it's been, been a, a while. Time it's been I, a while. You know, last time I think I was on, like really on, other than like a little blip in Comic-Con, it was with Sorry you. about your little blip. It was wasn't good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Thanks. No, I'm not upset. Um, she was arguing earlier today about whether or not that blip was 10 minutes or 5 minutes. I thought it was really short. I was like, yeah, Because it felt like you were talking to Maddox like for 15 or 20 years. I was, yeah. and we were taking our time. I and know, we you were, were talking about our, our wonderful John Jeanette, who we love very much, who was very supportive of Stalking LeVar and Dweeb He was. So. How'd you know? Because I saw him at your events, <laughs> I've seen you hang out with him. Like the dude, and the dude was supportive of I'm all teasing. of us. He was amazing. Um, so, what's the goal with Deep Darlings? Like, why did you start it? Let's talk about why. Oh, you know, and, and there's such a little like we have so few women on this podcast. So now that we have a woman, 
let's talk about women. Yeah, the storytelling and like the 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 female driven stories. Like, what okay. is? I what's the deal it, with that? I started it because <laughs> I was in a I was in a place where I was not doing well, mm-hmm. um, like emotionally, um, probably not physically either. I mean. I was I was in a really I mean, I've talked about this before I was in an abusive relationship it was I was allowing my soul to be sucked out like I was sort of offering up offering it up to like in skinwalkers sure I don't know what that is but Matt Kelly knows what it is it's about <laughs> cat people sucking a soul it's out so of your funny. body you guys always call him Matt Kelly first and last well there's a lot of mats out there that's true doormat car mat <laughs> I have my doormat at my door over yep. that says hi I'm Matt Kelly <laughs> and that's how you know he's Matt Kelly, host of the geek of the I almost said Geekscape Games podcast. Um, no, he's on as a Geekscape. He he was he's on horror movie night. Yeah, <laughs> there's too many Geekscape shows. I I'm keeping better track of your podcast. Look at me. Um, so wow. you're in this um, horrible relationship, and like you just wanted you wanted to be an actress. What do you want to do? Well, I came to LA to be an actress. Um, I left South Carolina. And I came out here to be an actress um, after I split up with my fiance, actually, which was a good thing. What was his story? Um, you know, he South Carolina. Yeah, he wasn't pretty. Like at the time, he was struggling with some stuff too. He wasn't very nice to me. Do you only um, date dicks? Well, I don't know. Do I? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what was this guy like? He was like, uh, hotty. He. <laughs> he was. You know, he came he from a really like kind Colonel family. Colonel Sanders. No, he was, you know, he oh, was. Oh, that's Kentucky. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so he. Um, How did I take this ring? He had a little trouble with drinking too. I, I want to give you this ring, so you can be my prisoner forever. I mean, no, wife. I mean, I think he really loved me. It just was a bad match. Okay, you know, and it ended up being a good thing. Heidi, you're here. He wants what? liquors here. That's mean. Okay, no, I think he's doing really well now. Oh, good, so good. I I'm, hope so. I'm happy for him. But, you know, so I had always wanted to come out here anyway, and so mm-hmm. I did. And I got here, and then I promptly, I won't tell you how I met this person, but I got involved with this guy, and it was not a good situation. Farmersonly.com. And um, it, it turned into something that really was like, yeah, like it was like a mind fuck. Like I had never met a person like this before. And so I was trying to be like, you know me, like I'm always like, let's let's figure it out. Let's communicate. He's like, I'd rather punch you in the head. Well, he, it, it took a while to build to that. But, you know, at first it was just. But it turned into that. Eventually. You, you know this. I know, but the Geekscape is done. I'm trying to weave a story for them. Yeah, yeah. So it started this guy's out. a piece of garbage. It started out where, like, he was just saying weird stuff to me. Like, uh, you know. I was talking to my friend, blah blah blah, and he said he said about you. He said, you know, Heidi could really be a ten if she just lose the weight. And he'd be like, you just, Holy you shit. know, you have really fat thighs. I really think you just. And I remember thinking to myself, I can't believe he's saying that to me. Yeah. Like, what? You know. And but he was the type of person that would have a problem. And if I would try to address the problem or tell him, oh no, that's not what I meant. He just didn't believe me, and he was unwilling to negotiate. And so, for me, it triggered this place in me to go, oh well, I have to fix this. Yeah, I, I gotta fix to my thighs. I have to, well, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> right, but... <laughs> I was in pretty good shape. Yeah, but but if you can't do those things, then you feel like there's something wrong with you. Right, and and I think that's kind of how he was working. So it lasted for about six years, and Too it long. turned into, like, a violent thing. And, you know, 
my first encounter with him wasn't great, and I, I felt like I had to make it into something better than right. it was. So, um, it's like somebody, you think you needed them to like you? Why, no. did, why did somebody have to like you? No, it wasn't that. I mean, it was just. Right. It, I mean, sure, it was part part of that, but it was just like what had happened. I didn't even realize what had happened, and then I wanted to turn it into. I was like, okay, well, this has to mean something. I have to. I have to make it mean something. So, and I really was. I was attracted to him. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm listening, and I know what the dude looks like, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Different, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. No, at the time, it was just one of these situations where I was like, wow, he's this guy's really good looking. I can't believe he is attracted to me at all. Yeah. So it was a self esteem thing, um, and uh, yeah, it ended up turning into something that was emotionally traumatizing and violent and um, not good. And I felt like I was going crazy, as you do when you're in a relationship with someone who is possibly a narcissist. Um, and uh, I'm still in therapy, but I mean, and all that stuff goes way back. You know this. Yeah. We. But the geeks gave us don't, Heidi. Because my job well, with I'm the podcaster you, yeah. is to paint a picture. No, for I'm them. saying you know this. The stuff always goes back yeah. to like childhood early and that, yeah. wounds I mean because you're you're working on stuff too just I mean like we're all working our stuff we should out. all be working on stuff mm-hmm. Geeks gave us therapy is the best as I've said in the in the in the video in the Seed and Spark video mm-hmm. the work continues until the end so you you wrote this story you went out to act in it you yeah, put so, the whole thing on your producer director so I I started doing that because props. I was sinking into this situation and I didn't know how I was ever going to get out and uh-huh. Um, I remembered, oh, I came to L.A. It's to okay. They can't see your socks. You, know that. you don't need to fix your socks. <laughs> I'm like, my socks are biting. Like, they got twisted. You know what? Geekscape is, they're not seeing the socks. You don't have to. <laughs> but they're twisting. You know what? It's fine. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent. Yeah. So I, Here I, come the tweets. I, uh, her socks were off. <laughs> um, so I, I was just like, I think it was just a part of me internally that was trying to save myself. So I was like, well, this isn't why I came here. And I have an idea now. So I'm going to go and talk to my friend Megan, who's this really good sketch writer, and see if we can come up with something. Um, and you did. And we did. And that's where it came from. And and, and, and you can has, watch it, Geekscape. And it has turned into a production company that, um, well, I think what our mission I'm working, still working on our mission statement, but it's, it right. says something like... Um, promoting balance in the industry by promoting or by supporting female driven content and female creators oh so okay this is not that we don't want to work with men you're you're no. you're directing our project and a lot of geekscape is mainly like our audience is mainly yes. men and that's why our mission statement is babes booze and badassery oh no I'm just kidding. It's not. Oh, wow. You know, it's getting late. I think I need to go <laughs> that's thanks only, for having me no that's only sh- that's uh, that's Derek's uh, mission statement. It totally sounds like babes, that. boobs, and, that and booze exactly and like badassery. Yeah, he's definitely he's, um, like, well, he's a bro. So um, the project is up. Geekscape, Geekscape is uh, go to youtube.com. You know, youtube.com. <laughs> go to YouTube and look for talking a little while. I think he's it. falling asleep. Are you Guys, I am asleep? so fucking tired. And you're bored. He I'm like, not. <laughs> I'm not bored, Heidi. <laughs> Heidi, I'm not bored. Jonathan, what is going on here is that Comic Con happened. And I didn't have a day to recover from Comic-Con when it was like, back to teaching, and back to the campaign, and back to like, Jason's project, his film project, 
and back to our friend Jason rewri- Love it. Re- rewriting stuff for feature stuff and promoting this and rewriting, like the the days don't end. And I wake up at sometimes four thirty in the morning, and I'm at the damn Starbucks until they kick me out at eleven because McDonald's closes <laughs> earlier. And if you're in, well, here's the thing: because Geekscape is known that I write at McDonald's and I do my work at McDonald's because I don't. If I'm at Starbucks or something, I'll just eat all that stuff. Will but you? if I, yeah, if I'm at McDonald's, I'll be like, nope. Really? And I'll just get the iced tea. I, I like chicken nuggets sometimes. I know, but my friend, my I can't friend, eat that stuff. My every friend day. Chris Valdez that I went to high school with owns a McDonald's in Charleston, South well, Carolina. Then hook it up. But um, <laughs> to go visit him. And, and plus, if you're usually at a McDonald's after nine o'clock, shit turns dangerous. So. Oh right, weren't you in one that got robbed? or I something? I was in a McDonald's once as they robbed it. And I was like, okay. You didn't Um, even notice. I didn't even notice. I was so busy (laughs) writing. Um, Because I get focused. And so I'm in this... I've been getting kicked out of this place at 11 o'clock. Because I've just been working so hard. So... You're, well, yeah, you're different than me. I have to... I, I write here. Sit. I sit on, I, on my bed, actually. Right. And I write. That's where I write. But... If I do that, you, I'll just you'll sleep. Fall asleep. Yeah. I will he, totally fall asleep. If he sits still for a second, I'll be though. like comics break. Yeah, that's no, really. Funny. And I'll t- I'll read like two panels of a comic book and fall asleep. I know. That's I, that's my work. I have ability. some pictures of you falling asleep reading comics. That's creepy as fuck. What? Um, no, it is not. It's pretty <laughs> creepy. Geekscape is that's <laughs> creepy as fuck. I do not approve of those photos being taken. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just wanted to show you. So listen. The big movie we got to talk about this whole thing with Movie Pass because I'm starting to get worried. Because oh, <laughs> Matt Kelly and I enjoy Movie Pass, and last two episodes ago, I had he and Derek in town for pre Comic Con. We went to see Skyscraper, and Derek was all sad that he did not have Movie Pass because he's Canadian and that's third world. Hey, but they don't have Donald Trump, so there's no. so listen. What I'm saying <laughs> is that Matt and I were gloating. <clears throat> About Movie Pass and Movie Pass, I love the Movie Pass. Yeah, I like it. Too. Eighty dollars, you can see a movie a day, and there were no restrictions. Then, about like a month ago, we start hearing about these restrictions coming down, where if you want to see a three D movie, which is great, you can pay extra. I totally get that one, but if you start seeing movies at peak times or movies that are new and popular, you're gonna have to incur an additional fee, and suddenly the whole infinite movie thing. Or one movie a day for your charge if you've already paid for a year, it started to lose its luster. Yeah. Right? And people started getting on Twitter and complaining that they paid for as many movies as they wanted in a year, a movie a day at this point. Uh, how come I have to pay extra for uh, the movie that came out this past weekend or if I want to see it at like a weekend matinee? This past weekend, shit hit the fan. I didn't even know about this until you were talking this about this. This is a insane. Ago. And I had heard that the whole question is does this model work? You've got Movie Pass and they're charging $80 a year to someone like me or $100 a year or somebody, you know, to, to, for 12 months. And it comes out to like $7 a month for movies. Mm-hmm. And you can see as many, but we all know that like that's below even matinee prices. So how's anybody making the money? And it turns out that. MoviePass is paying the difference. And what they're hoping to do is the equivalent of like the American health insurance industry where people just won't go to movies. They'll pay for MoviePass, they'll forget that they have it, 
or they don't go see movies that often and they were brought in by the deal and I think MoviePass was counting on the majority of people who get it not going to see movies. Oh, not going. So yeah, so you pay them $80. (laughs) You pay them $80 and maybe you go see two. That's an interesting business model. So if you pay them $80 and you see two, your ticket price just got to $40 Mm -hmm. and everyone's happy because you're definitely overpaying for a movie. The problem is that deal was so good that you're paying $80 for a year and someone like me is going to go see two, three movies a week. And suddenly, I'm paying a dollar at most to go see a movie. And MoviePass has to pay differences. So this past Thursday, Geekscape, is the shit hit the fan. Mission Impossible comes out. I haven't seen it yet because it's actually blacked out on movie pass. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was excited. Yeah, to they're go. starting to get pretty selective. <laughs> I, to I go. and I heard this mission possible is fucking awesome. Everybody says it's, it's got really like good. a ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's come out of it has said that this is the best one. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see it. Can't do it with movie pass. So what happened on Thursday, which is obviously like the, the premiere night of this film, is movie pass went down. People got up to the kiosks and it wasn't working. Cards not working. <laughs> And we know from an issued statement, and they, they took to Twitter. They took to Twitter like the modern day, you know, uh, pickaxes or, or pick, pitchforks, and, and, and you know, going to Frankenstein's castle with the pitchforks and the and the um, what are they called? Torches. <laughs> and that's the to- that's what Twitter is now. It's just pitchforks and torches. You have a problem with somebody? To the Twitter. And uh, kill the beast. Oh, and they were just railing it. It's like, you told me I, I spent $80 a year and you ain't got no Mission Impossible Fallout for me and Movie Pass ain't working. Why are they Southern? And I just wanted to say, you know. He's I, making them Southern. And you know what? I I'm a little offended well, on behalf of being a Southern. I'm from Texas and I can use it. Texas yeah, well, Texas is its own country. So um, <laughs> they took to Twitter and Movie Pass had to issue a statement. And they actually said, I believe what happened, which is they just flat ran out of effing money that sucks and so anybody buying a ticket MoviePass did not have a whole lot of room to cover the cost of the difference so they were running the cards and there just wasn't money to what's it going to come from because the card is like basically MoviePass is basically it's like a little MasterCard Mm -hmm. and uh, recently they've been asking you to take pictures of your um, of your ticket stub to make sure that you're going to the actual movie that you say you're going to. Sure. That's and weird, that. though, because like I got mine after you got yours, and they don't make me do that, so maybe they've fixed um, that or something. Well, I've updated the app, and it still does still, it. So, MoviePass is all over the map. And this past Friday, we find out that they had to borrow an emergency $5 million to keep the lights on over at MoviePass. So that people can at least make it through the Mission Impossible Fallout weekend, which they're not even letting people see because it's blacked out on their app. But can Um, we see it later in the week? I don't know. Heidi, we may be at the end of Movie Pass. Oh, but I just got it. We just effing got it. (laughs) I mean, I got mine in March, and I've pretty much made good on it. Yeah, I have. It sounds like if you're in the United States, Geekscapus, if you're in the United States, it sounds like... In Movie Pass... I'm going to get to the what the alternative is because it sounds like a lot of people are jumping to the AMC option, which is very theater specific. And what I loved about Movie Pass is I could go see a movie at Lemley, I could go see a movie at AMC, Cinemark, whatever I wanted. It now sounds like AMC has this monthly deal. They do. They offered it. That everybody's loving. Oh really? 
everyone's jumping it. It's, it's the next Burbank, though. <laughs> but it's the next cheapest alternative. Is mm-hmm. this thing? Um, I just, I'd rather go right up the street from here. I know Movie Pass has a had a long plan. They wanted to start doing the the Netflix model of maybe acquiring uh, content, putting out content exclusively. I, I mean, that's where the game is, Geekscape. It's with things like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon. You got to get that IP and then you got to put it out and you got to find a way to like, have that infrastructure. And building an audience base is that first move, right? We all had to get Netflix. We all had to get Amazon. We all had to get a, a, Hulu. And it sounds like MoviePass was headed to there where they had like a crap ton of people on them. Wow. I just couldn't figure out the next phase in it. Guys, this might be the end of Movie Pass. I hope not. I hope not. Oh, man. Our friend Miguel from Running yeah. just got Movie Pass because he's like, I want to go to the movies with you. Oh, the one who wants to. Oh, he right. wants to go to a movie with me. And he just got <laughs> Movie Pass and he's so happy. He's like, I just got my Movie Pass. And I'm like, and it's worthless. <laughs> you can now use your Movie Pass, though, Geekscapist, to break into other doors and like unlock doors. There you go. Like any credit sure. card that you use in like a spy Does movie. Still work, or did it ever work? I think bobby pins work. Yeah. To unlock a door, Sometimes. I'm not sure that Sometimes. credit cards in the side of the door work. I've used bobby pins to pop locks from like when Are I. You serious? Well, my grandparents' house had like doors to the bathroom with yeah. just like basic little push locks. Yeah. And y- so sometimes if you just took like that or paper clips, right? Paper clip, a butter knife. You just very thin finger. Very thin, very bony finger. Bony finger. <laughs> uh, a loose tooth. Here's a question for you, though. Back to like what we're doing together. What made you want to be involved with with uh, oh, we're talking about Stark and Lavar again? Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking about that. Here's the thing, Geeks gave us because you might be like, "What is this drama?" It's not a drama. It's funny. We have lots of Geekscapists involved, like my brother and our friend Cooper Barnes and uh, Eugene Bird, who was recently on Geekscape as well. So no. Don't think that it's like nothing you'd be interested in. What made me want to be involved is like it was a short film. I saw a short film as something that would like help just put me back in a conversation as making stuff because I didn't make stuff for so long. And I was like, okay, let's get a short film going. And we like we kind of wanted to work together anyway. I was really sad that I didn't think to have you direct an episode. Well, you're rude. And um, because I didn't have you direct. Yeah, well, you did how many? Fourteen episodes. I did. Yeah, I directed all of zero of them. I know. I think that's kind, just, but that's good. I didn't I know mean, you were a director no. at the time. The good news, yeah, that's the problem with Geekscape. Is I started Geekscape, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's a podcaster. It's great." And I was like, "Well, I started." Well, as I think director. I was just become like getting to know you. Like I knew you were a writer. That's yeah. what I knew, and that you had a podcast. You didn't have me write any of them either. So uh, <laughs> this is a while ago now. Geekscape is here's the thing. It's a female focused company so she had females direct all those earlier episodes no, I, all didn't. Four, I know you didn't I was trying to get, give you an out <laughs> dudes directed those episodes too so I like I said it's trying we're trying to find a balance so. yeah well but I was really bummed and I, I do remember saying I didn't know if I wanted to do a third season because that's a lot so then don't do a short and that's what you said that's what I said I said yeah. then don't do a third season yeah. F those nerds <laughs> do a short um yeah, the, no, the, the, the short is like, I see shorts as an opportunity to work with people you want to work with, but you, the investment isn't a feature. You're not locked into a feature. But I also wanted to do something narratively. It's not like a music video or a commercial or something like that where it's a short time, you get to work with people and then not see them again if it didn't work out. 
the a short is important and um, why it fits with Geekscape is I also think that diversification is pretty important with Geekscape and sometimes people come to Geekscape and they just look at genre possibilities they just look at like oh is there sci-fi is there fantasy clearly with something like Here the Prophecy there's sci-fi and fantasy or mm-hmm. But um, but I also have other stories. I have like this script True North that I like. Um, I kind of shook out the cobwebs and, and and got some fellowships and some attention for uh, a drama that I wrote. And those movies need attention too. And like my favorite filmmakers are people like Richard Linklater, David Gordon Green, people who can play in the high concept genre model, mm-hmm. and people who can kind of do like the the drama and the lower indie thing and. Was stuck in Lavar. I didn't want to shoot it like you shot your web series. No offense to the people who shot the web no, series I, in that style, but I was I like, I wanted to move up as well. I'm trying to do something different. Type of yeah, I wanted to try something different. So as well. we have like a more mature. I have a more mature like look idea for this, and, and I think I, I understand it. I think. I hope. I hope yeah. so. I'm excited. But um, but I also want to look. If you look at something like Hero of the Prophecy, it looks like Xena and Hercules, which is kind of what we were mocking when we were making it. It's fun, it's loud, it's very wide angle, and it's very broad. With this, I think there's a chance to focus on something a little bit more... Um, intimate? Intimate's a good word. I think it's a chance to focus on something that's, uh, I don't know, a little more artistic, and has mm-hmm. a, like a more refined look to it, mm-hmm. has its own unique look. Um, uh, Hopefully interesting cameo. That be, I mean, there's yeah, there's chances for cameos. There's chances for all sorts of things. Yeah, we're still um, working all that stuff out. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, um, I'm excited to do it too. And I loved the idea of and it's self contained. Self contained. I really like that. So it's like we're taking the concept. Yep. And, and it, we're not necessarily extending the series. I mean, no. We hey, hey, we, we can, will answer some. Spoiler: questions. Heidi dies at the end. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't Wait, get that. Re- you didn't get I that wrote. rewrite. That's, no, I did not. We were like, I think I'll take this bridge home. And yeah. it's like rickety, and then like there's a storm. No. Impaled. No. Um, but as the executive producer, I'm going to have to veto that. Okay. Hit by lightning. <laughs> no. Plane lands on you. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny, a funny message. I think it's fucking hope. hilarious. A plane is like, watch out, and then there's people parachuting. Yeah. They live. Okay. Plane keeps going. Okay. And you're like, look at this beautiful view. Oh, my God. <laughs> But what if okay. that didn't happen at all? Oh. We ended the way that we've written it already. All right. What if we did that? What <laughs> if I had a title at the end it, it, where it like fades to black and it was like, two days later she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> at least she figured out herself before then. And that's what it's about. It's about yeah. finding yourself. Yeah. Or, I mean, the show, the show is about finding yourself. I mean, the logline was a woman in search of a very important person. And people automatically go like, oh, is it LeVar? But it's really, it's her. She's looking for herself through that lens, through that concept, you know? And it's, it's a lot of it's based on my own experiences. And See, Geekscape, it's already getting heady and artsy and intimate. But, like, Jonathan's done plenty of, like, talks and Facebook uh, videos and things about how he's, like, trying to, to like, work on himself as well. Like, we're Don't both... Don't put my shit on blast, please. What? Don't put my shit on blast, please. please. <laughs> just trying to make these guys laugh. Well, you're talking about your, your public... Your phone number. I'm though. just trying to talk about movies and comics no, and but video I'm just games. Saying I'm just trying to make these people laugh, all right? But what? No, I think, but we're both we're both like we have experience in that, so I think that we're both really good people to tell that story. I think I think it's a geek thing. I think sure. I think that our demo, if I may be so bold, Geekscape is 
I think that our demographic has the most has the biggest belief in self-reliance to a fault if I may like I mean I guess like like there's a jock or somebody who can who would be like oh I'll do this on my own and but but there's a team dynamic that that was always ingrained in you when you're a jock I guess and the team effort and then there's no I in team and this and that so um, if your coaches did a good job growing up, you pretty much got rid of that whole mentality of a star player, and you realize that the team is important. I think as geeks, the level, like, at least when I grew up, I think there's a broader level of acceptance maybe today. Um, but I think that there was a focus on isolate, uh, like isolationism, Isolation, yeah. just to protect yourself. Yeah. And we started taking pride almost in the fact that we were into things that nobody else was into that yeah. we were discovering the indie this or the or, or the or the the comic or the things that that traditional society and culture didn't embrace and that's where you get orcon yeah we embrace those things right like so we embrace the things that nobody else is going to embrace and it just makes us feel i think there's a little elitism that happens i think there's a little level that's orcon. That's, of that's, yeah we have a character yeah of and, and so I think that in doing that and isolating yourself from each, from from other people, or you know, you don't go to them for solutions, and I think that you don't go, you don't do things like therapy, or you don't do things like mm-hmm. um, self care. Uh, and One of my favorite terms. And it's hard for a geek to be like, I'm wrong. Is be- it? Yeah, because we have to, we we have to have this steadfast belief that we're right huh. because we're other. Because because everyone else is doing their thing, and we're over here aiming our ship in a different direction, and we're saying no, we're into all these things that no one else is approving. And I guess today we have superhero movies, and well, it's the norm, and everybody's and their mom is playing sure. Dungeons and Dragons. But back in the day, yeah, like if you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, you're on your own. If and you want to read comics, like yeah, there were no comic cons <laughs> at this level. If you want to read comics, you're on your own. If you want to listen to that kind of weird music, you're on your own. If you want to do anything geeky, you're on your own. So this self-reliance is kind of ingrained in us. And that means we're right. We had to really believe that what we were into was better. And we were right. Well, I think that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective because mine was a little bit... It wasn't quite the same. It was like... I grew up in a family with geeks. Like my my uncle, Henry Vogel, is his name. He was a comic book author. And he wrote a, a series of comics called The Southern Nights. Mm-hmm. And... Um, another one too which name is escaping me at the moment but so there was that side but even at school though I was teased so much just for being sensitive mm-hmm. that I did often, I did often feel like I was wrong and I did often did. I did often apologize for at times that I but maybe that's also I was in a uh, a meeting yesterday with the the Chimera Project, which is like this amazing group of, of female filmmakers that are we come together, and I've just been they've asked me to come and join them, and I'm like so honored. Um, and their their mission is to help other female filmmakers, and they were all saying that like um, actually our our friend America Young, um, she recently uh, directed a video. She recently she was dir- on the show like two months ago. She, she recently was. directed a video um, that went viral about how women apologize so much or how mm-hmm. you know and it like we were even before the meeting started it was like okay no apologizing for saying anything in this meeting like because I it may just be a, a woman thing I don't really know because I 
I've only experienced. I apologize a lot too. Though. You do. That's right. true. Because you're like a you're a kind person who wants to connect with people. Or and, be it. <laughs> or like a really good person who really wants. Okay. You know, Let's wants, go with that. wants understanding and wants to understand people. You know, not and, a beard. then it'll get you in a like it'll get you in in if you're not careful about your boundaries and 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 protecting yourself, you might end up in a situation like I did with a person who takes advantage of that. Right. Um, but like Matt Kelly. <laughs> yes, I'm kidding. Matt, he's so <laughs> Matt's <mean>. the best. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's but that's good that you and me have two different perspectives that we're bringing into this as well. You know. Because, yeah, I um, I want to shoot pretty images. I want to work with a female lead. That's why I'm cautious whenever you want to add other actors. I'm like, well, if they distract, if they detract from the focus on the female-driven story, then I don't know. I mean, this I is not a that. this is not a story people give me. Geekscape is like they want me to be like, oh, do this genre thing or do this fantasy thing or this sci-fi thing. Like, do this geek thing, mm-hmm. and nobody's like, oh, do this female-driven dramatic story but like and it's a comedy it's and it's a, a and it is a comedy, comedy but like but like growing up <laughs> with stuff like the richard linklater movies i always preferred as an austin film guy there's linklater and there's robert rodriguez and robert did he does the, the genre stuff yeah you know he's got that battle angel alita mm-hmm. adaptation that james cameron tried to do forever and now oh, they, yeah. they're finally doing it in that premiere at comic-con and and i think he's he's great but linklater you know, in boyhood and movies like that, it's yeah. just like, oh my god! Like, yeah. Those you, are the movies I went to the art house to see over and over again because right. I was like, how can somebody have this much insight to the human to the human capacity or the, the human just experience? And um, I mean, I'd watch that stuff over and over again. I was like, how is this a movie? Mm-hmm. Like Clerks, like how is this a movie? Those right. are more interesting than like right. the derivatives in the '90s of whatever was successful in the '80s. Which stopped knowing, being successful in the nineties. Knowing you as like a person, like as a like having, coughing, so you can't hear what she's having says. interacted with you and like <coughs> knowing you personally, mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating to me that a lot of your scripts are more dramas. They're they're more dramatic. And don't put my shit on blast, right? But here are the prophecies that's tight as fuck. No, here but it also has some drama. Yeah, but <laughs> you you write more drama. But you're such a funny guy. Yeah, and you write a lot of drama. That's um, hilarious to me. But then again, Pain. with my script, with this script, I probably wrote like eight drafts before Jonathan ever started to, like, then he Listen. started to put in the stuff. And what, one of the things that he did, and I asked him to do it, I was like, I'm going so emotional here right now. I need this to be funnier. And he was like, all right. And he came in, and it was a, it was a lot lighter, which I needed. I needed him to Okay, <laughs> I can't it. tell if you're accusing me of being lazy when you say that you wrote eight drafts. No, 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 off no, the no. Bat. You had, you, and what, I'll tell you what was happening. I had one script. You had how many? I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you what was happening. If we're going to collaborate, and this is behind-the-scenes Geekscape stuff, let's not repeat this Geekscape. <laughs> is, if we're going to find a partner, I have to test them. And that means that our partner really has to want it. Oh, I see. And so what I was doing, Geekscape, is it's strategy. Okay, this is strategy. Was I was making sure that she really wanted to make this project. And I was not going to go forward until she was willing to rewrite eight drafts. Then. He was like counting. And only then did I think that she had the chutzpah. The what? Did she mean the chutzpah? Fuck off. The, the, the initiative. <laughs> what was that word? Well, it's, it's like a silent C, right? It's a chutzpah. A chutzpah? I don't know. It's Klingon. It had the thing. <laughs> it had that had the she had the drive 
to be a proper partner. It's true. He had like these notches that he was like. She ain't done shit since. But those eight drafts were required. And then I was like, What? What do you now mean? Now we're talking. Okay, look, it's like when Hulk Hogan is in the ring. I rain, haven't done anything since. What are you talking Van about? Or Van Damme. And he's getting beat up. He's got to take eight punches or so. There's a haunted car going past your window. <laughs> he's got to get beat up. Remember, like Hulk Hogan, like he gets beat up, and then all of a sudden he starts getting into it. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. And the music starts picking up, and Van Damme starts fighting back. And then he knows, like, got you where you want. I want you. Like, like I have you, like, <laughs> worn out. You've written eight drafts. You don't even know what you're looking at anymore. Well, you and I can write whatever I want. It was fine. That's what I do. I was fine with it. Just made up a bunch of shit because I was lazy and didn't you write anything lazy. for, like, two, three months. It's not like you don't have anything going on in your life. My goodness. What life? Exactly. What's um, happening outside? I don't know. I think somebody's <laughs> car has just turned into a monocycle, like a unicycle, and they're like, um... It's like their fan belt squeaks. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Geekscapists are like, those microphones are awesome. We don't hear anything. I hope not. Hopefully they're directional enough that you don't. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to talk too much about the campaign, Geekscapist, because it's there. I would like you to check it out, and I'd like you to help in some way by following or sharing or donating. But just... Um, Yes. Just just so that they're clear, though, that the story, it is a comedy. It is about, it, there is geeky stuff in it. My mm-hmm. character likes Star Trek, obviously. But um, it's, it is about, like, discovering that there's always work to do and your own self-reliance, right? Isn't We've that how totally, totally, totally touched on those points. Okay, I just want to make sure, because I felt like, you know, when now I talk... Now let's talk about the incentive t- where like if a, we hit a certain goal, I get there will be female nudity. See, and then what? What? I'm kidding. That's not an incentive. <laughs> Come it's, on now. It's male nudity. And I'm not saying anything. I'm not doing that. Not a word. I'm not doing that. Okay, there's I do. Ma- I, there is a part written for Jonathan in this film, and he's going to do it. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, fuck it. So who's playing me? You are. Matt Kelly's playing You're playing, me. playing you. No. He's, it's going to happen. I'm Geek not scapists? playing me. Geek We're going to get Zach Braff to play me. <laughs> We're going to get Zach Braff, who is doppelganger close. No. Nah. Jimmy Fallon. No. Ray Romano, Zach Galligan. He doesn't think he's an actor. Well, I'm not playing that shit. We're having this negotiation right here on the on the (laughs) podcast. Okay, Uh, listen. He sounds serious, but he's you know they know something happens to me when someone calls action mainly me. Um, I don't say action. I just say whenever you're. Yeah, well, good. You're not directing. Um, I say action like a dictator. Uh, I have a writing crop. Do you know about the writing crop? I use a writing yes, crop on set, crop. and I'm like, damn it, that's so... I'm like, um, you ever see that video of Lily Tomlin getting yelled at by, uh, the, on the set of I Heart Huckabees? No. Who's the director of um, I Heart Huckabees, and he works with Jennifer Lawrence again. They did a lot. He did the movie with um, Bradley Cooper, where they were dancing. Remember the Bradley Cooper, yeah, I know Jennifer that movie, Lawrence movie? But the director, I can't remember. That director, um, it's David um, O. Russell. Oh, right, okay. So David Russell, there's a video online, I can't believe you haven't seen this, of him laying into uh, Lily Tomlin on the set of I Heart Huckabees, which is like his second or third movie. Right. And it's horrible. <laughs> and she comes back at him, and the whole thing is just like jaw-dropping because wow. it's not appropriate in any right. way. And I think that today we have this Hollywood system that's like kicking the assholes out. Uh, and I, I'm sure David Russell feels somewhat. I mean, he's maybe not the same guy. So we're not going to pull the James Gunn and blame people for what they've done. 
in the 14 past. years in the past, yeah. you know? James Gunn didn't tweet that stuff last year. Yeah. He tweeted that stuff 14 years ago, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's a rough situation. Um, we can always talk about but who... Why, yeah. why were you bringing up that? Because that's how I'm going to treat you. Oh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like Lily, so Lily Tomlin style. So yeah, Lily Tomlin style. And I'll be like... Damn it, Heidi! Or do the Kubrick thing from The Shining, where you find out that like he had her do the take like a hundred times to make her crazy. To make her crazy. Yeah. Maybe try that. I might try that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's All an right. incentive, Geeks Gave right, An incentive. If you is, want to see Jonathan do that, if you want to see me fall into demoralized pit of being a horrible person, SeedandSpark.com. So you're telling me if I check out this campaign, and I can see Jonathan be a more horrible person than he already is on the podcast. <laughs> Do you guys really think he's a horrible person? You guys, you had me at hello. Um, (laughs) What I was actually, I don't think I've talked about the James Gunn thing. Oh, go ahead. Which is tough. I don't really know much about it. Well, Disney fired him from the second Guardians movie prior to this Fox merger going through. Disney's shareholders voted for this Fox merger to happen. Sure. And Geekscape, as I'll tell you right now, I don't like it. (laughs) You don't. You don't want Deadpool hanging out with the Avengers. Uh, no, and here's the the geek answer is great. Comics, I, yes, the, the the geek answer is I think it's great. We might have a chance at a great Fantastic Four movie finally. We might be able to see some cool X Men stories that Only are intertwined with some other stuff. I got. I want to do Fantastic Four, yeah. but um, look at it the bigger picture. Okay, we just had uh, a company that takes. That, that is responsible for 25% of the box office acquire and merge with a company that is responsible for another 25% of the box office. 50% of the box office is going to be Disney-related now. Imagine that you are a screenwriter like myself or a director um, or a producer and you're part of the guilds. Let's say you're just an electrician and you go in to negotiate with the studios as you do every couple of years. Um, there's a gorilla in the room now. Like, now Disney is not just acquired a major theatrical stake or production stake. They've also acquired a lot of the streaming because they had a chunk of Hulu. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And Fox had a... Fox... Oh, right. Hulu was okay. created as a response to Disney because Disney had ABC. And ABC was early on an exclusivity deal with Apple. So, if you right. remember when Lost yeah. came out, mm-hmm. Lost did fine on TV. It did great on TV. But it was such a water cooler show. Like everybody was talking about it the next day. Yeah. So you want so if you missed Lost, there was no way to see it except on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So oh, no way, really? Yeah. So so ABC who put out Lost did a deal. It was from the opening days of Geekscape. Um, ABC did an exclusivity deal with iTunes, and they made so much money on people buying episodes of Lost that they could talk about it and catch up. That the other studios looked at the iTunes thing and were like, "Holy shit, we're out in the cold. We fucked up." And they put together Hulu as a as a as a combination of CBS, yeah. Fox, I remember NBC. Hulu. Remember when it was first out? Like you could, you didn't have to pay anything. You could watch whatever you wanted. That was around the time I did Singledom and when Ninja's Attack that ended up on Hulu. Right, that's right. So I was very familiar with Hulu. And they well, and I remember the ad for Hulu was just like our plot to take over the world. It was Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. and I was like, they totally have. And now you've got the Fox stake in Hulu with. What ended up becoming ABC's stake in Hulu and a 60% controlling interest in Hulu. So the danger, Geekscape, is, is the danger in any kind of um, vertical or, or horizontal monopoly, horizontal... Uh, um, if you have an industry that has 
a, a single gorilla in the room like control over uh, distribution, production, exhibition, then you got to cater to their needs because they're the ones who create the jobs and keep the jobs going. That's just been consolidated into 50% of the entertainment industry, the studio entertainment industry. It's going to affect indies, it's going to affect everything that comes out of the competition, and it's not good for competition. It extinguishes it pretty quickly, and things like the guilds, if you want to work, you should probably listen to what Disney has to say. And Disney just fired James Gunn based on tweets that were 10, 12 years old. What were the tweets? I don't even know what they Um, were. They weren't tasteful. Right. Was it they involved like demeaning like women? Little, or no, it was more, it was like gross pedophilic, gross out humor. Okay. But James also came out of like the trauma uh-huh. thing, and I met James uh, around the time that these tweets were coming up. And one of the tweets is to our friend Peter Alton. Peter edited um, and shot some of Wind Ninja's attack for me. Around the same time, he was shooting and editing PG porn. For James Gunn, which is a f- <laughs> PG porn was a funny series that he did online. Oh, okay. uh, I don't think it was College Humor or somebody. I forget who did it, but James, it was in it. Like Nathan Fillion and people are in it, and Alan Tudyk is in it. But it's like a porn scene that turns into a not sex. So it's like I'm here to fix your sink, and then like something weird happens, <laughs> you know, and you think That's that it's really a setup funny. for porn. Yeah, it was great. I didn't even believe I didn't know about that. But he comes out of this. But he's also a punk rocker. He's also an outsider. Like yeah. James has, I love the outsiders. James is all about like pushing those boundaries, uh-huh. and he's gonna make some jokes. They're not always gonna be funny. Yeah. They're not always gonna be tasteful, but he did them twelve years ago, and people change. And you Geekscapists know, like over the course of the last twelve years, like I've changed. There's a lot of stuff in the early days of Geekscape. That's not good. Oh, Lang- really? Oh, language that I've used. We had a. Cup the Puss t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I and I know you t-shirt. like the Cup the Puss t-shirt. You have it. I, I like the... But, cu- like, I like... I, I, the way that you were doing it, I don't like, but I like to wear it, like, myself to things like what we went to when we went to the Women's March and that sort of thing. Because it it's me taking, like, taking Your femininity. It. Yeah. So. I can understand a woman wearing the Cup the Puss shirt and being like, this. Is, I'm emboldening my femininity. Right. But I... Guys, Geekscapes, you remember when I made that comment? Yeah. It's not a cool comment. No, I could see that would not go over well. No. We stopped. I mean, <laughs> we, as soon as, I mean, with cosplay not consent, that whole movement that happened. Yeah. I was like, we, we can never put these shirts out ever. Mm. Because it's it, it can be seen as encouraging well, someone it, to yeah. grope. And getting into the wrong hands, yeah. And now we have grabbing by the pussy and like the Trump stuff. It's yeah. like, no, there's it's, no fucking that's, way. And that's the reason why I wore it that day was because of him saying that. And I'm just like, F you. Like, I'm yeah. going to wear this shirt. But I, yeah, I I get what you're saying. So Geekscape is, the thing with James Gunn, the way I feel is, and I met James uh, a few times through Peter. Um, and one of the tweets is to Peter. And, and, um, and I, he's a sweet guy and he's a good guy. And I recently befriended his brother, Sean. And these are good guys. And if, if people were judged for things that they did 10 years ago and not given a chance to change, like, okay, did anybody look at Disney and be like, yeah. oh, let's talk about Songs of the South? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> Tar baby fuck? The, yeah, I know. Like, Dis- Disney's got plenty of skeletons God, in their closets. So, yeah. And so this bad. practice is dangerous. The crows and Dumbo. This isn't like... Yeah, this isn't like 
um, Roseanne uh, within the last year tweeting something racist and having a 10, 20 year history of doing this kind of shit. Hopefully, as a she society, has a hist- she has a history of this crap. Hopefully, as a society, we're growing up and we're maturing. One would hope. But Disney just fired James, so are we? Yeah, I, that's the that's the sad thing. Is like it comes down to like, uh, life. Li- cops are coming to get me. I know they're they're coming after you. We're recording on, on a bad side of town. <laughs> um, it's a liability thing with these, and so they all they're thinking about is like legal stuff. No shareholders. Yeah. How much of this do you? I mean, in somebody. F- Floated this theory to me that James was a bit of the sacrificial lamb for this Fox merger to go through because so many of the fo- so many of the, the shareholders are conservative mm-hmm. that they're you know they want to make their money oh, they want to do this stuff. Yeah. Well, Fox was up for sale, and, and and the Fox shareholders had already relinquished that control. They'd already said they want to be up for sale, mm-hmm. and they're competing with now Comcast to buy Fox. But you still have shareholders on the Disney side. Who are looking to buy something, and they want to make sure that it's that it's 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 reliable. They want to make yeah. sure that it's not going to shake waves, that it's not going to create controversy. They can hurt a product, and so James was a sacrificial lamb. Like, are we now not going to get an R-rated Deadpool three? Oh no! Because we don't want to rock the boat. Right. That, you know what I mean? So I don't know. As my therapist would say, it's really hard to know. <laughs> well, mm, that's what she'd say. That's a cop out. It's, but it is hard to I'm know. Kidding. There's no way to know, you know. But that. What I'm saying is, right it's now, it's not very interesting. It's a dangerous precedent. It is. It's a slippery slope that can lead to to a G-rated Deadpool three. I would not go see that. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's not okay. And as i was telling you, Geekscapists, this merger. It's cool if you want to see Captain America. High five, Wolverine. Not <laughs> a good idea on the business level. Right. Great idea for Disney. For sto- yeah, the Great story. idea for Disney. Yeah. Super awesome. Huge idea if you like making dollar signs with or dollars with mouse ears. It's great for Disney. <laughs> Disney's gonna kill it. Disney's gonna become the most powerful thing in Hollywood. And I thought it was gonna be Apple. Well, don't count them out. <laughs> um, but now who's gonna step to them and create new voices? It's too hard. How are you gonna find a place in the marketplace if you're an independent creator, mm-hmm. as we are? And Disney's taking up all the screens. Someone, well, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's, where are we going to find our screens? Disney's got the multiplexes. We're going to make them. Yeah, We're Disney's got the multiplexes. Them. Disney's got the, the, the digital. We're going to project on the... Yeah. We're going to four-wall our film. you used to do screenings. We did. You? You, we yeah, did. Yeah, your company did. Yeah, summer 2009, we had outdoor screenings. That's so cool. It's not a big, it's not, I'm not really thinking about the big game, but we. we I know, I was just. You know, 200, 300 people at no, a time. No, it's, you're making all very excellent points. I'm, I'm trying not to. It's scary I'm as hell, right? to sink into the swamps of sadness with, uh, with our text. But you know what? So. You get to see Wolverine high five, Captain Hey, America. you know, and, and that's a great day for everybody. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just worry what we root for sometimes. Sure. Well, it's hard to know sometimes. Really, it is hard to know because you don't always know who's, especially like Midwest people that aren't in this industry, they don't know who's married to who in, in these companies. They just know what they like. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I saw a lot of geeks. Uh, and I, of course, use that term affectionately because this is a geekscape. But mm-hmm. I saw a lot of geeks celebrating the merger. And as a storyteller who has to compete against that, 
scared the shit out of me. It's intimidating, for also, sure. Intimidating. It's not intimidation. It's it's the uh, it's not intimidation. It's sen- it's like your sensor. You're out. You're on the out looking in because that's true. That's it. That's true. You know. So like, well, what does Paramount, Universal, and Sony got to compete with? <laughs> you see the limited options. Yeah. They just got more limited. You know. Man. Imagine well, we imagine something. actresses go actors go back to the drawing board on negotiating rates. Yeah. With the studios, and Disney steps yeah, up. Yeah, like a and studio hiring st- you. Disney steps up, and they're fifty percent of the employer in, employers. Well, how, how are you going to negotiate with them? Hopefully, something new will come out of this. I like trying to think positive. Which is why you have to invest in the Geekscape Network. Rising from the ashes of all those fallen websites. Like a phoenix with glasses. Like a phoenix with glasses <laughs> and a pocket protector. You've got the Geekscape Network. And Geekscapists, there's no better way to do that than right now on Seed and Spark. There will be new incentives. And follow Dweeb Darlings, Oh, yeah, too. you can follow Dweeb Darlings yeah, on Twitter. On, on Facebook and Twitter. And Instagram. Instagram. And you can follow me, too, if you, if you, you choose. Ahead. I'm Ms. Heidi Cox on Instagram. I love photography too, so that's I just liked that I was like, I'm not gonna bring you guys down and then I was like <laughs> Fox and Disney will destroy us. Our way of life is over. Might as well forget it. This is a bygone era. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your things. But maybe they'll put the fanfare back in front of the Star Wars movies. Shut up. You're going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> They should put the 20th Century Fox All fanfare back in front of Star Wars. All is not lost. Our film is about hope, so there you go. Our film's about hope. Yeah. Yep. And you've written a lot of films about hope, actually. A lot of your scripts are about hope. Yeah, yeah. Here I the, actually here have the prophecies a about hope, yeah. called Hope that I've written. A little on the nose there, Heidi. Completely. I'm kidding. It's, yeah, it's another, it's another story that I'm working on that I, once I'm finished with this one, that's what I'm moving on to. It's a sci-fi, so. Well, help us finish this one, Geese Campus. Please. Seed, Be our friend. Seedandspark.com. Search for Stalking LeVar. L-E-V-A-R. And if you follow Geekscape and uh, and all of us online, then you're definitely going to get some reminders throughout the month of August. Um, Heidi, is there anything you want to add to, I don't think to so. tell the Geekscape is? I'm just happy to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to work with you. Well, let's not be... call it work. Let's it's going to be fun. Call it... Create. I'm excited to create with you. There we go. No, don't. Yeah, I do like. Where did you first hear "Don't Hate Create"? I don't know. It popped in my head. Really? Yeah, That's but cool. but I'm, I, I people are saying I coined it, and I think that I just it, it was in my head. And, I like that so much. And um, I did not. I don't believe coined it. Like, no, I'm the first. I mean, I don't know, but, but there's clearly other ones online. No, but it's great, and I think I just want to blow it up. I, I just, just want to be think, the person who blows it up. I think that it. Um, yeah, like that's. What that's what saves a lot of people, so it saved me. It's creating, creating, yeah. yeah. Um, because it's a way of expressing yourself. If you're an artist, you understand. If you're not an artist, you might understand in your own way, yeah. Um, so I'm just excited to to do this and see what kind of really awesome thing we come up with. You know, we have a pretty good script, I'm proud of it. I am too, yeah. Geekscape is you have your mission follow, share, donate, love, love, subscribe. <laughs> Um, and all that stuff. Um, we you will hear from us. You'll you'll hear from me uh, next week. I've got the RKSS filmmakers. They did uh, Turbo Kid. They have a new movie coming out on the tenth called Summer of '84. 
it's crazy. Um, and I have a couple other things I still have to post, so if, you're going to hear from me pretty soon, Geekscapist. So thanks for subscribing, and continue to tell your friends to subscribe, and tell them all about the Geekscape Network, and all the different shows we have on here, and keep pushing. Uh, we do this stuff for you, and I really appreciate it, because you give my life purpose. <laughs> all right, Geekscapist, for Heidi Cox, Miss Heidi Cox on Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. Um, this is Jonathan London. <laughs> on Twitter, and I will talk to you guys very, very, very soon. Don't hate create, okay?